We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Well, hello, it's Crystal with another episode of Life Inspired. And today I am so delighted to have Word is Bond, who is not a stranger to Life Inspired. Why? Because they continue to inspire not only young black men, but I believe you, the listener, has been blessed as much as I have to see how much it's grown, how much it's flourished. And so glad to have you with us, Lakiana Drury, the president, CEO. Good to be back. Um, You have been on hiatus for about 45 days. Not too long ago, yes, you took ma'am. a whirlwind, what I would call a bucket list trip around the world. What was that like for you? And please share, because we just want to live vicariously through you. Yeah, so it, it was a, a sabbatical, five years, because I had just completed five years of Words Bond. And what does that take to get a nonprofit off the ground? And would I even say it's off the ground? It's still getting there, right? But it took all of my physical, mental, and emotional energy. And so when I got to that airport, I likened it to being like a a snake. And I had like shed my skin at the airport. And I was just so exhausted from the the mental and physical labor of trying to run an organization. So the sabbatical was was really a full circle because when I had started Word is Bond, that's what I gave up was a a summer trip to Europe. And so I was finally taking that trip. And this woman who I met at one of our events, she said, when you go back to Europe, I want to pay for your ticket. Oh my goodness. And I had had that offer for like two years. That's how right. like hard I'm working is like <laughs> someone's offering you a plane ticket to Europe and she's like, you, you got to take this trip. And I'm like, all right, like, let's do it. So it was fantastic. And the question was, would I feel recharged? And I, I do. Um, yeah, I think you even look refreshed. You look you. younger. Thank you. I think hey, we all like should be able to, to take that trip. Can that's you, what I like to hear. Can you tell us the places that you visited? Just yeah, briefly. So uh, Bali, Indonesia, Singapore, Paris, France, Rome, Italy, and then the crown jewel of it all was Cairo, Egypt. Oh, my goodness. Had you been to any of these places prior? No. Not any of it. And they were all dream places. You know, since uh, since I'm a little boy, I've been hearing about the pharaohs in Egypt and the connection to the black African experience. So that was on my list. I'm a history teacher. So seeing the Colosseum in Rome was on my list. It was all bucket list things, as you would say. Were there any surprises? Was anything bigger or larger or better than you expected it to be? Paris blew my mind. Paris, I was like, I could move here. And, you know, kind of following in the footsteps of James Baldwin. That was kind of like my ancestral guide. You know, that was the person I kept thinking about when I was there was him leaving the United States due to the racism with $20 in his pocket and saying, I'm going to take my chances in France and see what that country has to offer me as a black man who's not finding his space in this country. So and I'm a writer. I love writing. So that to me and seeing the Mona Lisa and the buildings and the black culture that's there. I didn't know I was going to love it that much. And being on a solo trip, I felt like me and Paris had like an intimate 
experience. Like we were just like with each other. I was really able to get to know the city in a way that I feel like I haven't really gotten in those cities in that short of a time where I'm just like, I am smitten. Wow. I just feel like you need to write a book because just what you said makes me just want to be immersed into what that experience was like for you. Yeah. That's so amazing. We also have another guest with us today, Mr. Sadiq Duclos. And I love the fact that his name is French. Get excited. He became a staff member at Word is Bond in 2022, but he's been with the organization since 2017. And Sadiq joined Word is Bond as an ambassador in the first cohort of youth who worked with the program. Sadiq, we want to welcome you today. Well, thank you. Thank you, Crystal. Oh, my goodness. So your story is just as amazing because Lakiana actually went to Egypt and visited you there. Lakiana visited me in my fifth year of Egypt. So I had been there for four years consecutively, taking one month trip homes uh, once a year. And then I came back for a couple of months and then I went back to Egypt and Lakiana finally made it down after years of promises. It was spectacular. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> It's just the opportunity to really show them what I had grown into and the space I had grown. And it really it really formed a connection between me and Locke that we didn't necessarily have before. It wow. transforms from that mentor to mentorship relationship into that a friendship. Yeah, right? absolutely. So tell us about your experience in Word is Bond and give us a little bit of history for those who don't know what Word is Bond is. The Word is Bond formed back in 2017. I was part of the first cohort of that. And when I, when I first heard about the program, I just rolled my eyes. It was black kids sitting down with, well, it was black males specifically, sitting down with law enforcement and trying to bridge that gap. And black kids and black males, you know, mixed with law enforcement like water and oil. It just didn't happen. And so I rolled my eyes. I said, whatever. But I jumped in. I jumped in. I even brought a good friend with me, and we, and we went through the program together. And what we started to see was the program wasn't so much about black males engaging with law enforcement as it is the empowerment and success of black males. And a big part of that is staying alive and being able to walk in your community without fear. And so, yes, engaging with law enforcement is part of that process. But the overall experience is about black male empowerment. I think our cohort started with 20, ended with four. And the four of us, we, we became very, very close in that time. Wow. What do you think was the reason that it dwindled down to just four the first it's year? Not a, it's not an easy program. It's not easy to go there and sit in these spaces and engage in the way we're engaging and do the work we're doing. Mm -hmm. Because it's it's not a program for you to go and shoot hoops. It's not a program for you to go and just knock out homework. Like Those are aspects of it. But you do real work. You do real research. You have to be vulnerable. You have to be open. And in, in order to do that, you, you have to be willing to listen to whoever's leading the program. And at 17, that's hard to do. It's hard to be vulnerable. It's hard to follow authority. And it's hard to sit down with police officers, knowing the situations you come from often mm. don't facilitate that engagement. Yeah. Now, did you were you raised in Portland, Oregon? Where are you from originally? So I'm a, I'm a NOLA native, New Orleans, Louisiana, born 1999 in the Seventh Ward. Katrina came when I was six years old. Hit Savannah, Georgia after that, stayed two years in Savannah and made my way up to Portland. So I was sort of displaced from my original community by natural disaster. That guides part of the work I winded up doing later in life, especially in Egypt. He needs to write a book too, Lakiana. Oh, 100%. That is for sure. What do you do now with Word is Bond? So right now I'm the, the operations coordinator. 
So Word is Bond has a lot of big projects we have coming out, and, and I'm just working on getting those nailed down and getting getting everything booked and ready for, for our young ambassadors to go and enjoy these experiences to their fullest. So we have this Ghana project, the Spring Leadership Forum, where we take youth out to D.C. to form public policy and, and engage with their leaders from their districts, so from Oregon, but also from other parts of the U.S. as well, and people who identify as they would identify, and police chiefs and mayors, and it's just it's a lot. It's a lot going on, but we're really excited about it. Well, being a mom of one of the Word is Bond youth, my son, Rock, was one of the first ambassadors to go to Washington, D.C. last summer. And I will say that what you all are doing in the community with our young people not only is hard work, but it is also such a growth spurt for these young men. I've seen confidence, and he's already confident, but even more confidence, being comfortable in different spaces, law enforcement, judges, lawyers, senators, commissioners, city leaders, you name it, Fortune 500 companies with the internships that you all have. What is the work that you did in Egypt and what took you there at the age of 18? I was at the point where I had just... I had so many different experiences in Portland, Oregon. After being displaced from New Orleans, traveling to Portland, I went through the school system. I did fine up until about high school. And I think this is a shared experience with a lot of people where you don't get expelled, you don't get suspended until high school. My second year of high school, I was expelled from, from a school here in Portland. I was expelled from another school later on down the line, suspended from another school back in New Orleans. And I just sort of went through all the different programs. I went through everything they had to offer, all the reentry programs into schools, all of the all of the little side programs, and all of them just sort of felt like they were telling me, "Don't go back." It, it, that's that's kind of the the feeling I got from PPS. Actually, was we don't have enough room for you here for the amount of space you take up, and that that hurt. And so I said, "All right, I'm done with school," and I went ahead and got my GED. After getting my GED, uh, I went back to Portland. So I got my GED in New Orleans. I went back to Portland. And I started working in every little job you can imagine. I did cafes. I did fast food. I did construction. And finally, I found Word is Bond. And after Word is Bond, I just knew I needed to get out. I needed some distance between Portland and America, kind of. When you were displaced from New Orleans and you came to Portland, was your family with you? My mom and my my five sisters, they stayed in New Orleans. It just made sense financially and for my development for me to go with my dad. And that kind of hurt. It hurt being, you know, just thinking, wow, my mom really just gave me up like that. And you come to appreciate some other strength later on in life. And that's just like, it don't get no stronger than that. You got to go be with your dad because that's what's best for you. And I wouldn't have known that, but she did. So the decision to go to Egypt, what made you decide? I was at an Ethiopian restaurant with my family. And I said, I want to go to Southeast Asia. They looked at me, but at the same time, they got it. They knew what I was saying. They knew I didn't really mean Southeast Asia. They knew I, I meant I needed a fresh start. I needed a space where I can develop into being myself, into you know, develop into being someone I'm comfortable with being for the rest of my life. And, I, and that's what I ended up doing through my work and just through my development. I became someone I'm happy to be. Tell us about the work that you're doing in Egypt. I worked in Egypt for four years at a non-governmental organization that worked with refugees, displaced people, and migrants. What was unique about this place was that it was led by refugees. Refugees ran it, and it was done for refugees because in the, in the humanitarian sector, people look at refugees and say, we don't trust you to make decisions on your own. We don't trust you. 
and this place was different. And what it made me realize is these are some of the most vulnerable people around us. I started working with unaccompanied children, so children who had left their home country without their parents, come to Egypt to avoid whatever was going on back home. Children being captured and sold as slaves. I registered at that point, these people are so vulnerable. That's why I'm so vulnerable. Hmm. Because as long as this is how, how low we can get as people, we're next up on a chopping block. I'm next up. My mm. head's next up. So, What would you say was the difference that made you not the one on the chopping block? My family. I came from a family who had enough money and they had enough. They were able to provide me with that support network to keep me out of trouble when I was right there on the line. Just like every other black boy, I was right there on the line. We've all been there at some point. I had friends who weren't so fortunate and they were more vulnerable and exposed to these situations. I have friends who are serving life. I have friends who, who are just dead, and I'm never going to see them again. And we just didn't come from the same situation. I want to know a little bit more about your relationship with Lakiana. You said something earlier that struck me. You said that he wasn't always as tight with you when you first joined Word is Bond. So I know he's sitting here and you're smiling, but I want to know what that re- how did that relationship evolve from where it started to him coming to visit you five years later in Egypt? Just a little bit before I knew Lakiana, I told myself, I said, I'm going to do work that I can be proud of. This was after construction. This was after cafes and fast food and other jobs. And so I looked at POIC. They have a track record for doing good work, and they had this employment program. They linked people like myself with employers who are going to value their time and experience and teach them rather than just throw them into the warehouse and get them working. So I sat there. I rehearsed my lines. I went over everything in my head, and I walked into the POIC office, and I stood there in front of the receptionist, and I said, give me a job. And that's not at all what I had planned to say. I planned to say something a lot more... Um, Eloquent. Yeah. <laughs> something that would roll off the tongue nicely and into right. the ear. But that's not what I said. I said, give me a job. And she paused. She looked at me and she said, what do you mean? And she engaged me in a conversation and she drew out my intentions, what I had intended to say. Mm. And she said, there's someone I need you to meet. And she introduced me and Lakiana that same day. Lakiana was right upstairs. Walked up, met Lakiana and... The thing is, Lakiana had done something that no one had ever done before, that even my family wasn't able to do. Lakiana made me feel smart. From one conversation, Lakiana made me feel like I had an intellect that was worth engaging in. Not in the way family does. You know, family's family. Family's going to be there regardless, hopefully. But Lakiana made me feel smart. Lakiana himself is what drew me into the program. And so I did it. But of course... I was 18, and those, those characteristics of an 18-year-old came out in the program. And we didn't necessarily butt heads. But I definitely laughed a little too much, and he definitely got a little too red. So that was sort of the, the start of our relationship. And by the end of the program, it was just drilled into me that I am smart, I'm capable. I'm smart, I'm capable. I'm smart, I'm capable. And it just felt so good to be smart and capable. And I owe it to this man, Lakiana. And so we fell out of touch for about two weeks. In that time, a good friend of mine and one of his students passed away. And that brought us back together. And since then, we, we never I don't think we fell out of touch since then. We may have gone months without talking, but I wouldn't consider it falling out of touch. Lakiana knows when I'm going to be in Portland. Lakiana knows what I'm doing with my life. 
Lakiana always has something to say about that. And that was sort of that mentor-mentory relationship. Now, during that time, I had five years of independent development away from Lakiana. And he had a vague idea of what I was doing, but not quite. And so recently, when Lakiana did come to Egypt, it was this moment of I had been doing things that would interest him on a level outside of a mentor-mentory relationship. And he showed interest in what I was doing in a way that let me know this dude genuinely aligns with the same values I have. And since then, I'd call us close friends. And so when he came to visit you, how did that all come about? And tell me a little bit about that reunion. He had been promising, promising this trip was going to happen. Hey, man, I'm going to come out to Egypt. I'm going to come out to Egypt for five years. And then one day I told Lakian, hey, I'm going back to Egypt for a little bit. Come out. And he said, I'm not going to be able to make it. And I'm in Egypt, and he sends me an email of his itinerary. He just sends me his itinerary. Boom, in my email box. What is this? And he calls me, and he says, I'm going to be in Egypt. And then he came, and he was there next to the pyramids with me. We rode camels together. I took him to this little Bedouin spot, this little nomadic tribe, and they, they, they make the food underground, and they bring it to you in a little tent, and it's amazing. And we just shared all these experiences there. And I brought him to the place I used to work. The place I used to work is filled with vulnerable people. It's run by vulnerable people for vulnerable people. And he handled it so well. It put a smile on my face because these are people I've considered some of my closest friends for five years. And he treated them with the utmost respect, despite knowing them for a matter of seconds. Lakiana, what was that like for you? It reminded me, I was like, I would have done this if I was your age. I was like, you are doing literally this exact same thing that I would have done and what I desired to be out of the country, to be international. I met a bunch of Sudanese people, which is where my dad is from. And that was the most people I'd ever met from Sudan prior to being there. And so what I saw a lot of in that moment was just a lot of myself. Like I left the country and wanted to have those experiences and I didn't find Egypt, but I was like, oh man, like 23 year old me would have been here. It was amazing to see. And I just had so many questions about the people, but to Sidiq's point, also just because of my dad's story and just other stories I've heard, I already knew their experiences. I knew why they were there. It was like, it was, it didn't need to be explained to me. You know, it was yeah. like, it just felt like, yep, I get it. And to see fellow country people was just a beautiful thing. Oh, it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience, that is for sure. 100%. Well, I definitely want to leave with this last question. What is both of your visions for Word is Bond? My vision for Word is Bond is that we are known, not because we want attention, but because the more black boys who know about us, the more black boys who can come and get the help they need or the opportunities that we can provide because it's real. It's not a summer program that you just go through. It's year round for three whole years. It's 365 times three. That's what our program is. And in that time, you're meeting senators, mayors, police chiefs, but you're also getting help on your homework. You're finding out about historically black universities. You're doing things that a lot of other programs provide segmented, but we do it all together. And ultimately, you are helping make a difference in the lives of the people in your community right here in Portland and abroad. It's incredible. I mean, I've watched it with my own eyes. I've seen and my son included work with the senators, work with all of these city leaders. I love the walk mm-hmm. where they walk into their community and they have all of these community leaders and just anyone who wants to come and what is it called? In, in your my shoes. shoes. In my shoes. Mm-hmm. And 
and Rock, his was downtown Portland, which a lot of people try to avoid these days. I love downtown Portland. I'm not scared of it. I know where to go. I know where not to go. But I still love our downtown. It's been through a lot. I think you have to go down there and be willing to be a part of making change and so that we can get back to where we used to be, but even better. But what I loved about that experience was to see all of these city leaders and state leaders come and listen to this young black man share what it was like to live downtown, the good and what needed to be improved. And when you all made the decision to focus on gun control and you went to Washington, D.C., and you sat with senators and Mm -hmm. looked at policy and you brought it back to Portland, Mm -hmm. then you brought it to the mayor, Mm -hmm. did the city not pass a $1.5 million bond as a result, partially, of that presentation? I will say I think it made a tremendous impact, and that's like the goal, right, is that these experiences aren't just insulated things, but they're they're working towards impacting the greater community. So yeah. I think it has a tremendous effect on it, and I'm looking forward to like this year's trip and seeing what they come up with. I saw Commissioner Myron at the Veterans Day parade recently, mm-hmm. and guess what? She remembered Rock. She wow. remembered the walk. Wow. She came up to me, gave me a huge hug, wanted to know how Word is Bond was wow. and what you all are doing. So you are known. You will continue to be known. Continue to do the great work that you're doing. Lakian, I want to hear from you before we leave. What is your vision for Word is Bond? My goal is to continue to, to build the organization. We're not there yet. There's still a lot more that I feel we have to accomplish, and we're just getting better and better at what we do. We just recently came up with our, our mission statement, a new mission statement. Can you share it? I absolutely can. I'd be honored <laughs> to. The mission statement is, what if young black men were empowered to their fullest potential? And that is a question that has been at the heart of my story, Sadiq's story, and everybody else's. And Sadiq said earlier, I made him feel smart. And he's 18, and he's just feeling smart for the first time. Me personally, it wasn't until I was in a college classroom at like 21 or 22 that I felt smart. So between myself, I was able to get it down to 18. My goal with Word is Bond is that we get it down to zero. That when young black men are growing up, that they feel smart. Because we are told by so many people, by so many institutions, by society at all, that we, we don't matter, that we aren't smart. And it's not even just the verbal. It's the entire posture of how people treat you. And so with Word is Bond, that's the question we want to answer. We don't have a mission statement as much as we have a mission question. Mm. What if young black men were empowered to their fullest potential? And with every young man that comes through our program, from Sadiq to Rock to who comes in our program this summer, we want to answer that question and see how high can we take this young man? How many resources can we pour in? How many experiences to the one that he needs sparks his imagination or that intrinsic inside that I got this? That's my vision. I also want to leave with this quote. If you have come to help me, you are wasting your time. But if you have come because your liberation is bound up with mine, then let us work together. This quote from an Aboriginal activist group guides your work. Yeah. (laughs) That's pretty deep. I want to thank both of you so much for being with me today. I hope that you, the listener of Life Inspired, have been inspired by their stories. And I know that there's so much more 
you got to come back because there's a whole lot. Look, whole I was about to things. grab some tissue. I was like, okay, now I got to keep this together because I could ask some questions and we could go down there. We both be grabbing that tissue box. <laughs> yes, I can we would. totally, totally relate with you. But God is good all the time and all the time he's good and he's got his hand on you. Thank you, Crystal. Yeah, for sure. Lakiana, if anyone is interested in more information about Word is Bond or would like to maybe get a young black male involved in the organization tell us where and how to get in contact with word is bond yeah the easiest one-stop shop is just mywordisbond.org um, we have a contact us page um, you can just drop us an email you can go to our leadership page and find our individual emails to get in touch with our staff right now we're in the willamette week give guide with a fifty thousand dollar goal to raise funds for our spring leadership forum which will send 12 young men to washington dc for our aforementioned spring leadership trip and then this summer will be our inaugural trip to accra ghana in west africa for our black star homecoming expedition where we will be taking an additional 15 young men for a two-week leadership trip in Ghana to capstone the three-year project. And so this is the first we're able to run that. So that's where the funds are going. So if you're looking to donate and to support, those are two great opportunities. Our In My Shoes walking tour will kick off in February again. We got a, a new poetry book, our third edition, If I Rule the World. We'll be coming out with a new set of poems from our young men and the officers that participate. So we are on the the drumbeat you know we are on the war path the path to greatness i just am so grateful that i'm one of the first broadcasters to share your story but i've got a feeling that uh yeah you're going nationwide (laughs) you are i'm so proud of you thank you all right for giving us this platform we always appreciate it oh you're so welcome you're so welcome and until next time people won't remember what you said they won't remember what you did but they'll always remember how you made them feel I'm Crystal with Life Inspired.